Hi, and welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Bayer, and I will be your host. Today's guest is so intriguing and so interesting, and she combines the powers of creativity in an artistic way and words in a poetic way. Her name is Jessica Lackritz, and she owns the business called Skin on Sundays. You might have heard of her from Instagram, but she also now has an e-com site and her own coloring book. Jessica shares her story of how she got started using Instagram and only her iPhone. Jessica shares with us what it was like when she started out just using her iPhone and Instagram. She turned her passion into a business and shares what it was like to go from 500 followers to 5,000 overnight. And today, as I'm recording this intro, she has almost 22,000 followers on Instagram. Enjoy this interview and find out how Jessica started using eyeliner, Instagram, and her iPhone to start her business, Skin on Sundays. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. I am very excited to have Skin on Sundays, Jessica Lackritz here with me, and she's normally in Mexico, but today she's in Las Vegas. Hey, Jessica, how are you? Hey, how are you? Good, good. So if you haven't heard of Skin on Sundays, I'm going to let Jessica tell you the whole concept because it's a beautiful Instagram feed, website. She sells t-shirts. That's an offshoot of it. And we interviewed her originally at, uh, for Female Disruptors. But Jessica, I think you started this business, this concept on Instagram, right? I did. I actually didn't realize I was starting a business. I, <laughs> I was just trying to figure out a way to get poetry into the mainstream and and I'm a poet I have a a master's in poetry and you know everyone always told me you're not going to be able to get a job in poetry and so it just kind of dawned on me that if I was going to do that I was going to have to create the job myself Um, but I didn't realize that that's what I was doing when I started this I was just like oh that would be fun Instagram was this was in 2015, so Instagram was pretty, pretty new. Um, and then one day I woke up and I just had 5,000 followers after having like 500. Really? And I don't know how that happened. I, to this day, I don't know. <laughs> what were you posting at the time? Was it the similar types of posts you're doing now? I mean, at the time I was just using my phone to take all the pictures and I... I wasn't a photographer before I started this. So I guess someone must have written about it or shared it and just didn't tell me because I don't know how else that could have happened. And at that time we didn't have the metrics to know. What year was that that you? It was the beginning of 2016. Okay. So just describe what some of your, your feed posts look like at that time and now still today, like how would you describe it? Well, I write poetry on people's bodies and a lot of the time it's based on, um, it's inspired by the person it's written on or we come up with a concept together. I like it to be pretty interactive, but at the beginning I just had no experience with photography and so I was just kind of learning as I I went. I just was using my phone and, did you start using your own body, your own skin, or were you writing? Because it seems like you're using a Sharpie. Is that right? No, it's, it's eyeliner. 
Okay. But I did start with I did start with a sharpie and just realized that if I make a mistake, it's harder to get off. Okay. Um, the, sh- the eyeliner works better and it's just better for your skin, I guess. Um, it, it comes across looking like just for if you're listening, it comes across looking like you're writing with a sharpie on somebody's skin, different parts of the body. These different poetic messages that are beautifully woven into the skin and the body and words. Yeah, I mean, it's, I definitely started writing mostly on other people, but because I was, at the time I was living in Barcelona, and then I moved to Mexico City, I didn't really know that many people, and I mean, it's hard to move to a new city, so I started writing more on myself, just based off of necessity. I I wanted to keep going with the project, and I didn't. I wasn't able to just keep up with the demand of at the time I was posting at least once a week and then it became more than that. And so, um, and now with the pandemic, I'm writing mostly on myself. Yeah. (laughs) So you started out posting once a week and then did it go to daily? Uh, For a while it was daily. And now, I mean, because of stories and everything, I just kind of follow I keep up with the trends, you know, I, I'm on, I, I tried to start a TikTok, but I don't think that TikTok's very friendly to my, to my brand because there's a lot of restrictions on nudity and um, it's all videos. So it's kind of hard to, to deal with that. But I mean, Instagram stories have been, have blew up while I was doing this. And so now I do a lot of behind the scenes and, and just other stuff and and now i'm i've graduated to a a regular dslr camera and um i have i love doing just the whole set rather than just a photo is which is what i used to do um and so then it just ends up being series that i post on the on stories and i don't know instagram has been really uh, helpful for me i don't know that I would have turned this into a business. When did you realize that it was turning into a real business and you started making money? And how do you make money? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I guess it was, there were 2017, two years in, I got approached by a few brands that asked me to write something related to their brand on someone and, and post posted and tagged them and that was how I that's when I realized wow I had there's ways to make money because I wasn't going to charge people to to write on them that that's not really what this is about um but yeah so it's it's indirect income so it comes from brands I have a patreon account that people um that I have a pretty decent size following there and patrons there I have and now I have a store, which I just launched um, a few days ago. I have some books. Yeah, it's just kind of. I was bit- looking at your store. It looks, I can't wait to get one of those t-shirts. It looks so comfy and I just want to put it on right now. People, I, I made that because people just started calling me Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, a friend of mine was like, you should get that you should just wear that every time you go do a session. And I'm like, well, I don't know about that, but maybe get a Sunday shirt and make them. Um, And that 
idea kind of happened a few months ago before the pandemic and everything shut down and I wasn't really sure if that was a good time to start, but it did give me some time to work on the store. That, that was your COVID project? The yeah. Store. So mm-hmm. talk, talk to us about that. Um, I've always been interested in starting an e-com store similar to kind of what you're doing. I, I know a couple other brands that are doing like the, you know, just the branded types of just creative apparel yeah. and things like that. How hard was that? And what were some of the steps or mistakes in, that you can share that other people can learn from? So I actually tried to start a store last year and um, the mistake that I made, which ultimately led to it not working is that instead of using the tools, the easy tools that are available, I tried to just jump right into like, I'll make everything myself, but I don't know how to do that. Um, and it just bogged down the process because I didn't know when orders were coming in, nothing was streamlined. I, you know, business is also a work in progress for me. I, I studied literature um, and I'm a, I've been a freelance writer for years now. So business to me is all new. And so trying to organize that was, it ended up, I had to just close the store because I didn't know how to handle it. And then I realized, wow, there's all these resources that um, they do everything for you. And yes, it costs a little bit of money, but time is also money so Um, is it a shopify platform or mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i use shopify and the cool thing about shopify is that you can actually integrate different places uh different um avenues so you don't have to have everything come from one place if if one company makes something that you like and you see quality that you like in one product versus the other you can use a bunch of different ones or even just make your own stuff and sell it um, separately from that. But Shopify really does streamline the process for someone that is starting and doesn't know um, really how to do that, which is, which was me, which is me. I'm just, I'm hoping that after some years I'll be able to, to do it on my own, but I think it's a great way to start and, not being a perfectionist is really important in that too, I think. Just realizing, okay, well, let me just get it up, put up a few products, and then build it as I go instead of waiting till everything's perfect. Yeah, that's a great advice, definitely. And I was also saying that you started a coloring book. Oh, yeah, that was a really fun project. I, um, I collaborated with an artist in Barcelona who I just love her, her drawings. And we first connected on Instagram years ago because she also does body based art. She paints on people's bodies. So um, we were kind of doing the same thing and it just made sense. And the coloring book is it's short. It's poetry that I wrote and she illustrated my poems, which is fun. And just, it's a nice way to, to relax. I, I've actually been coloring in it. I have a couple of my own version, like the same book at home, but I can color it in, in it several times. So um, I've just been doing that during this, this pandemic time. Yeah. Here. A lot of my interviews that I've done, we talk about just like, how are you surviving self-care tips during the pandemic and even just in general, but especially now 
a couple of things like journaling has been brought up and, mm-hmm. um, and art, you know, just doing something that's like kind of mindless, but creative, um, right. doesn't involve a computer. Exactly. Just getting off of the computer is so important. And I've worked from home for almost a decade now, so that's not particularly new to me, but it has been difficult making new kinds of boundaries because now that I don't have a social life, (laughs) there's no one to call and say, hey, do you want to go do this tonight? And then I end up working until midnight. And I had to get myself to stop that. Okay, you're stopping at eight o'clock. Like we need to get off the computer. Yeah, yeah. How much of your work now is done like in front of a computer now that your business has expanded? Started with an iPhone, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah, most most of it. I mean, obviously the, the actual making of the art isn't, and that's my favorite part of it, but... But no, I mean, most of it's on the computer and all of the stuff that you have to do behind the scenes for a business is, yeah, is on a computer and it's, it's hard to see how much goes into it. You know, you think I'm just going to make a few tweaks to the website. Then three three hours later. Yeah, Yeah, I've definitely, definitely been there. (laughs) Uh, On the creative side, if you can, you know, not everybody has the, even I mean, you're creative from a writing standpoint with poetry and then also from an artistic standpoint, which is like, it's just really, really amazing. (laughs) And I, I just wonder like if you could give any inspirational tips on, you know, I see a lot of like people might think that they can't, they can't, they're not creative, so they don't even try type of thing. So what are some tips that you would give just when someone, maybe when you're like setting up a shot or thinking of an environment? I actually, so I I usually try to plan a lot of that before I go, just because I know my own photography skills are, they're good, but I'm not, I'd never studied it. So I, at least I feel that they're limited. And so it helps me in my creative process to plan it ahead of time so that I know what I'm working with and I can pick, I can figure out what the lighting is beforehand. I never go in and not know what the lighting is. I never, I'm never not sure about the different poses that I might want to try. And while I do expand on that in the process, I, if I don't, I think it's really helpful for me to have, to plan it, to have certain things for sure that I'm going to do before I arrive. I mean, and in terms of the, the creativity involves, I inundate myself with things that I like. So I'm constantly using this, well, I was before the pandemic and now it's mostly online, but just going to art exhibits and art shows and living in Mexico City, that's very easy. Um, there's tons of stuff going on. But, but right, just being involved in the art scene, I find that that inspires me so much and I get ideas from other things people are doing and it's not I don't consider it copying I just get inspired by something oh I like that pose I'm gonna try it in my own way with my own style yeah that actually makes me think of something so I've said so many times since COVID started and travel has been like 
basically nothing that I do not miss travel. I traveled a lot for work, but I actually, now that you say that one thing that I did love about traveling to, whether it was New York city or LA or, you know, somewhere in Europe, like I just got so inspired by not even a museum, but just even like a cool hotel that had like a cool vibe and just little things that you just don't see. And you just like, I don't know, it just goes in your brain and like starts all this, these ideas. And that, yeah. And it's, that is one thing that we are lacking by not traveling is not having those experiences. And yeah, if I had to pick one thing that I do miss from traveling, that's definitely one. I was actually just interviewing somebody about, um, her name's Kathy Hackle about augmented reality and virtual reality. And have you ever tried the headsets to like give yourself the actual like virtual experience of being in a museum? Wow, I haven't, but I have been listening to podcasts that have mentioned it several times now, especially during this. I mean, there's one guy that mentions that he's obsessed with virtual reality, but I mean, that seems like it's coming. Right, especially in the creative art the artistic side of things, there's a lot of just very, like, unless you go in and experience it, it's hard to even imagine what building something in virtual reality or creating a drawing in virtual reality is like, but it's kind of cool. So I, you know, that's kind of where we are right now. It's like, okay, we can't travel anywhere. We can just put on a headset and maybe experiment. Exactly. Which is, its own thing and we don't really know how that's going to evolve to change the way that we do things now but I think it might be coming faster because of this I don't know what the new normal exactly is going to entail but it definitely is going to be new yeah I agree I agree what other ideas or tips can you give besides using Instagram that you use to get the word out about your brand and do you do any public relations or any other type of marketing that you think really works well? So there's actually two that I can think of immediately. One of them is just going out into the community with my kind of art, just having, I mean, maybe I can't do full nudity, but I don't need that always just going into a public space and making a a kind of, impromptu show out of it people just start gathering around and are naturally curious what weird thing that you're doing um and just i always have my i I make postcards that i just hand out on the street um anyway or leave at restaurants Um, but yeah do it just doing it in public for me has been very has been very lucrative for my business I guess especially expanding it um, in my own city which has been cool and another one is collaboration which I love so finding ways to work with other artists like the coloring book was one way I've been working on some murals in Mexico or I was (laughs) in some murals in Mexico City where an artist and I uh, uh, someone who draws or paints contacts we contact each other in some way and then I write poetry on the mural that goes with their art or they write art on the mural that goes with my poetry and that way we're kind of using both resources um, to get out there which is really cool I love that is poetry something that you just automatically started doing you know as far back as you can remember or is it something that you learned 
You know, when I was a kid, everyone told me that I was great at writing, just not poetry specifically, but my teachers, my parents, everyone, all the influences around me just kept telling me that I was great at it. So that definitely pushed me in that direction. And then when I was in high school, I, I really started to get into it. And I had a teacher that introduced the class to Margaret Atwood. Most people know her as the author of The Handmaid's Tale, now that it's become a big show. Um, but she's also a poet. And right, it must have been 2002 or three that I was introduced to her and I loved her stuff. And I immediately went and bought a bunch of her, well, I think I went to the library actually and uh, checked out her books, but <laughs> um, right. And then I just decided I was gonna study literature in college and focus on, you know, you see a poetry class and you like poetry, so you go into it. And I just kept getting deeper and deeper into it until I became a little bit obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but right, it was it was a process and I, I definitely started young. I was always writing. And you picked poetry to major in in college? I was, I actually just majored in, um, literature in general, an English major, I guess that's what they call it. Um, but then kind of, I didn't know what to do when I graduated and I decided that I was gonna apply for graduate school in poetry, a, a, an arts degree in MFA. And um, I know that they're, I knew that they were hard to get into, but I actually ended up getting into a few of the schools that I applied to, so. And I went and that really, even, I guess even after that, I didn't know what I was going to do. After that, I left the country. <laughs> I moved to Argentina and started my journey as a freelance writer. So what advice would you give to somebody that, that maybe is, you know, has this creative talent and loves it and thrives and so passionate about it to take the first step to possibly turning it into a business, even if it's a side hustle? Right. I guess to consciously make time for it, because I know that if you don't, you just lose touch with it. And so if you, if you want to be serious about making art and turning it into a, an income and a lifestyle, um, you have to, you just have to put the actual time in. And it doesn't matter if you're busy with other things or whatever is going on. Um, if you don't, I don't think if you put the time in it, it's, it's likely that you'll move forward. I guess. Yeah. I used to hand paint t-shirts when I was in college, just as like a way to like make extra money. And I, I don't know why I've been thinking lately, like I kind of wish I just would have continued doing something like <laughs> that because I mean, kind of in what I'm doing now, there's graphics and creative involved and, there's always, you know, I, I'm, my favorite part is always the creative design part of it. But yeah, it's just like, you know, you, you start out doing something, and then you get sidetracked. And you're like, oh, that if I just would have kept doing it a little bit, like it would have turned into something. Right. And that's, that's really the, the key for me. Anyway, I knew when I started Skin on Sundays, that 
I needed to put a sort of schedule for myself with the project. So that's actually why it's called Skin on Sundays, because I was, I was just going to ask that, yeah. Every Sunday. And I named it that so that I would be forced to post <laughs> every Sunday. I was promising people that I would do it. And so I did it. And in the recent years, I've just been posting whenever. So it's a little bit, the Sunday is, I guess, irrelevant, but it's just become part of my name and who I am. As I said, people started calling me Sunday. <laughs> I love so it's that. It's not really about the day anymore. It's just about, that's the name of it. But yeah, it was it was important for me to to set that that guideline for myself, and it really pushed me to make sure I was getting it done every week. That kind do, of discipline has been so important to me. Yes. Do you have a favorite um, piece in your feed that I, I can tell you what mine is, right? <laughs> <laughs> or just I just love it? Um, do you have like favorite ones that you can think of that you want to share, or we can share it in the show notes? Yeah, I, so it changes just over time and I'll make something new. Um, but I made one a few weeks ago that maybe is my new favorite. Um, and I just kind of fastened roses all over a girl. And um, it's the thing that it, it's definitely about racism. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I mean, the idea was that the sweetness of the roses could complement the concept of of how of how life could be if racism was eliminated and i you know like i i know it's not that easy to just eliminate it but it's a personal choice that everyone can make to to be kind to people which i think is at the heart of the message that i wrote but the girl who's in the picture was um her, so she's a she's Mexican. We live in Mexico. So, and she has slightly darker skin. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people in worldwide don't really realize the vast spectrum of skin tone in in Mexico. And I was just before we did it, I was asking her how she thinks if she has felt racism because she's a little bit darker. And you know, she was like, "It's interesting to think about because I never really." would have considered that but it's then she named off a couple of things that had happened and I'm like oh wow that's you know it's just to hear someone reflecting on their own life and in the moment and realizing wow I guess this has impacted me more than more than I thought and so it was just kind of an interesting project in collaborating with her and writing on her and having this message that she was kind of she's kind of involved with you know yeah I love it I'm looking at it right now and I mean you've done you know that's not the only one that you've done that to kind of make a statement of a lot of the issues that are going on right now um any others that stand out recently there let me think there was another one the one that i love is the one um it was in the bathtub with the plants oh yeah plant plant your goals in the garden in your mind and watch them grow plant your goals in the garden of your mind and watch them grow i love that one oh thank you yeah it was that was a really 
that wasn't what the bathroom actually looked like. We put all of the plants that we could find in the house in there. And, but yeah, I, I love, my favorite ones, I guess, are this coming together of the visual and the words. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started, I definitely didn't do that. I didn't, I just wrote on someone and that was it. I wasn't trying to visually conceptualize the words into something that would make it more impactful. And now I do. And it's so fun for me when that really works out. When I achieve the, the goal of having it all come together for, uh, to mean something in its entirety rather than have it be the words just written on a body and not really combining it yeah sometimes that's okay too you know yeah no it happens a lot of the time yeah (laughs) it doesn't work out but if it does it just feels a little bit more magical definitely definitely well we're just about um to our out of time part but i just wanted to get in one more question and ask if you have any self-care tips that you would like to share that help you get through struggling moments of stress and whatever's happening in the world so i i think my biggest one is i have a dog and um i take extra time if i'm feeling i don't know just down or discouraged or disappointed i i just make sure that i take extra time and go out and walk and not do anything else and maybe i'll listen to a podcast but I won't be looking at social media. I won't be on my phone. Um, just, just being out in the world and walking in a way, the act of the, the movement plus the, the joy of seeing Luna, my dog, is, is really helpful. Um, and even if you don't have a dog, I think that just walking, it's been really valuable to me as a, as a human being, but as a creative human being as well, because sometimes you just get really stuck in your mind and you, your thoughts start spiraling and you can't get out and the walk really just takes you out kind of. Yeah. It can definitely catch up with you and turn you into a little bit. Um, it was like um, thought, feeling, behavior. I don't know. It was like right. like anxiety yeah. triangle that I was just taught a couple of weeks ago and how, you know, you just kind of get into this vicious cycle, but if you can walk or break out of it, it that will, that will jar it to, you know, put you into that like next mode of not being in that vicious cycle. Exactly. And for me, it works so well. And sometimes I even have to push myself to go to do it because I'm like, well, I'm so busy today. I don't really have time, but in the end it saves me time because I'm more focused when I get For back. sure. For sure. That was me yesterday. I was like so stressed out the whole day. I was like, I have to go to yoga. I have to go to yoga. And then I was too stressed to go to yoga. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> the ultimate today, paradox. Yeah. Today's the better day. <laughs> um, but Jessica, it was so good to talk to you and interesting and um i thank you so much for being our guest and thank you for having me this was great yeah any other words of wisdom you want to part on <laughs> other than like please share your website all the social channels so that we're sure to follow you 
So I am Skin on Sundays. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Skin on Sundays, SkinOnSundays.com, my shop, SkinOnSundaysShop.com, and I have a Facebook too, Skin on Sundays, but I'm not super active there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, well, I'm going to go buy one of those t-shirts and maybe some other coloring books and things like that. So thank you so much, and I will see you on Skin on Sundays. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.